1: Welcome back, afternoon drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us, smileyesports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for a wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about a great decision I made recently. I decided to go to Denver Hair Surgery. And what does that mean? Well, kind of pretty self-explanatory. I got a hair transplant. My third. My third one. The first two really didn't take, and I have a huge scar in the back of my head. Third time's the charm. Well, I can honestly tell you, you can look at me now, Mace. You could tell me it just look like it's growing into the front a little bit. It does, yes. There you we appear go. Here to have been successfully resotted. Now I don't know if you had to put it that way, <laughs> but anyway, it looks it looks better, and it's really going to start coming into effect six months after this was done, and this was done in mid-January. In a year, it should look terrific. Uh, This summer, I'm not going to have to wear a hat as much anymore. I'm not going to have to worry about getting sunburn on the wrong part of my head, although it's really not a good part to get sunburn on your head. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing the results. The procedure was absolutely painless. I mean that sincerely. And the recovery was painless as well. If this sounds like you, you are tired of losing your hair. You're tired of wearing hats when the sun is out. If you're tired of wearing hats, period, because you're embarrassed about the way your hair looks, Highly recommend you go to DenverHairSurgery.com. Mention you heard this ad. You're going to get 500 bucks off DenverHairSurgery.com.
0: Time now for The Lead. The Lead is presented by Smoke It Dave's Barbecue and Brew. Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. Get some tonight in Denver, Longmont, Lions, and Estes Park. Based on winning
1: percentages of last year's teams, that's how they figure out who has the toughest schedule in football. It's based on last year. But then again, we've seen plenty of teams who were great last year that don't seem to be very, good the next year. The chiefs have the toughest schedule and we talked about them. We'll talk more about it. We talked about it in the last hour of the show. They're opening eight games has made NFL history. They're the first team in NFL history to start a season playing eight teams that all had winning records. The Raiders, they are tied for the seventh most difficult record. They're opening five games, an absolute buzzsaw as well, with a new head coach. The Chargers are 10th, and the Broncos, and this is a good thing, bring up the rear at 15th. How much do you think this will affect the Broncos winning the division or getting a wild card?
2: Well, because most of the difference comes from a handful of games, and I think it's fair to expect this division to be fairly tightly packed. The fact that the Broncos get Carolina, get the Jets, and get the Ravens for those three games. Ravens might not be a good thing. Right, but those other two are. They get those. They get that instead of the Chiefs from those games determined by your placement in the standings, getting Cincinnati, Buffalo, and Tampa Bay. Broncos getting those, especially that that Panthers game and um and that Jets game, and it's similar for the Chargers getting to getting a couple of games they should win because they were third place. This is part of the reason why I have in my projection for the division, Chargers one, Broncos two. And it's close enough between the four teams to where those games, Panthers and Jets in particular, are the difference.
1: Well, let's go back to something you said in the opening hour. You said you are going to Sharpie in W's for what games? Jets,
2: Carolina, Mm -hmm. Houston Texans, yep, and... And... uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, not Seattle. Not right. Seattle. Okay. So Jacksonville.
1: Okay. So with that, uh, the Jets aren't on anybody else's
2: schedule, are they? No, because the, again, that, that's the, my you point. You only play one AFC East team. Okay. And you only play one NFC South team. Okay. And so who else? So
1: did, does the rest of the division play those other three teams?
2: Yeah. Like, for example, um, the Chargers out of the NFC South, and this is, uh, it helps them, uh, they get Atlanta. And then you move up, and the Raiders get the Saints. We've already talked about they're them. Gonna in the show. They're going to be tough. They're going, yeah, they're going to be a tough team, right? Um, if if they are, if they play as well as they did when Jameis Winston was a starter last year, right. kind of like the Ravens, they will be a playoff team. So you can make the case just with those two games, if indeed
1: they win them, and they should. Talking about the Broncos, right? The Panthers against the Jets, they're already starting off ahead. Mm-hmm. They get a two-game lead right off the hop. If they win those games, and they should win those games, mm-hmm. but you look at the Raiders and the Saints, I'm not. So, I'm not so sure the Raiders are going to beat the Saints, even though I think the Raiders are going to be a very good team this year. And who did the Chiefs get? Chiefs got the Buccaneers. The, Bucs. the Buccaneers, yeah, that's no gimme. Forget about that; they could easily lose that game. Well, it's a road game, right? In Tampa, right? So you could have a two-game swing. You could the Broncos could conceivably have a two-game lead. Before the season starts, and I know it's not before the right. season starts. Over the Raiders and the Chiefs, and then a one-game lead over the Chargers.
2: But here, the Chargers have a similar situation. The Chargers they get Atlanta out of the NFL. That's NFC what I'm South, saying. That's what so they call get, that a win. And they get Miami, which could go either way. Right. That's they why get, I said one but, and one. But their game, but then their AFC North game is Cleveland. And when is it? Week five. Oh, hey, that's too bad. That. That is that is exactly what the Chargers wanted. I, the yep. chances of Deshaun Watson playing before the seventh game for the Browns are pretty slim. Right. So, right. Th- again, so the Chargers and the Broncos are sitting there with the three games that they got based on finishing third and fourth place with two games that they are expected to win that you like that you like their chances they will even though the chargers have to go to cleveland they will be favorites in that game to win
1: what have we said historically about teams that make it to the super bowl and lose what happens the following year generally speaking they struggle they fall off the map
2: they're yep. nowhere near where they were i mean the chiefs actually did better as a super bowl loser than Pretty much anybody in the last several years. So, how, how
1: does this set up for the Cincinnati Bengals? They have the toughest schedule in football, or the third the third toughest mm-hmm. in football. The third now the Rams have the toughest. Mm-hmm. Okay, the Bengals the third most difficult.
2: Yeah, I think Baltimore wins that division. We're gonna look this up real quick. When do the Bengals play the Browns? Bengals play the Browns in week. Eight on the road Ooh. Ooh. Halloween night Monday night football so that's and then week 14 at home so I think based on like Ben Roethlisberger's suspension of over, a little over a decade ago I think we can expect Deshaun Watson to be at least six games on his suspension it could be it could be eight or not eight games and if it is Great news for the Bengals going to Cleveland and, and not having to deal with Watson. Just for fun. Give me your three wildcard teams. Well, let's start with who I think is going to win the division. No, no.
1: I am asking wild only. Just give me who you think the wild cards. I don't need to know that. I want to know who you think the wild cards teams are going to be, because I want to bring up a certain point. Just give me the wildcard teams. Denver? Yep. Miami. Yep.
2: Um. Not the Chargers. Or the Chiefs, or the, the Raiders, the Chargers, Kansas City. Kansas City is the seventh seed. I'll say no right now.
1: Want to know why? Why? Because one of those wildcard teams are going to be the Colts or the Titans because their
2: See, sch- I, their schedule is flat out easy. I think the Titans are taking a step back this year. They might, but with their like, I I think they go nine and eight, and I think if I'm making a prediction right now, the Titans finish one game behind the Chiefs. The Chargers will. I have the Chargers winning the AFC West. I have the Colts winning the AFC. Of uh, the Colts winning the AFC South, I have Baltimore winning the AFC North. I actually have the Bengals also barely missing the playoffs. The Titans should sweep Jacksonville and
1: Houston. Those are four gimmies right there. Okay, let, let, just for fun, let's do their win-loss because I think the Colts will win the division. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. the New York Giants win or loss. Where is the game? Games at home. All right. Let's.
2: Uh, I, I got. It.
1: <clears throat> Are we going through it in order? Then and also they play yeah. the also they play the NFC East. Are you kidding me? Well,
2: we'll get to that in a moment. I think they go two and two against the N F C East. Even so, I'll, I'll put it to you this way. Okay, so I think they beat the Giants. Yep. Lose to the Bills. Right. Lose to the Raiders. At home? Yes. Okay. Lose to the Colts. Yep. Beat Washington Right. two and three. Right. Uh beat the Colts three and three. Yep. Houston four and three. Yep. Kansas City four and four. Yep. Denver four and five. Right. Green Bay four and six. Oh, you think the, you think
1: Tennessee is going to lose to the Broncos?
2: Yes. Okay. Green Bay four and six. Uh, Cincinnati at home five and six. Philadelphia on the road five and seven. Jacksonville at oh, home wow. six and you seven. Feel very differently. About L.A. six and eight. Houston, Dallas, Jacksonville. I'm, I, yeah, Titans nine and eight. They bear. They missed by a game. Yeah. No. Well. Uh, to to uh, it's a, The receiving core is virtually non-existent at this point. Ryan Tannehill struggled last year. Yeah. Derrick Henry can still carry them, and I think they're, they're in, their front seven is going to keep them in games. Yeah, But I think this is going to be a frustrating a frustrating, barely above 500 season for the Titans. You might
1: very well be right, but I'll tell you one thing that has been consistent for a long time. Still nobody knows how to really shut down Derrick Henry. Right. And and Tannehill probably struggled because he didn't have a running game. Now you bring back Derrick Henry. I don't, they're not going to be the number one seed, but look, but, but, but they're going to have four layup wins in their own division.
2: I'm not going to call Jackson Jacksonville and layup. Okay, don't I don't mean the Colts aren't going to call Jacksonville and layup. We know that. That's fine. But I think Jacksonville is going to be markedly better than last year.
1: Coming up after the break, sometime next week hasn't been announced yet. The Avalanche are going to take on the Blues in the NHL semifinals. What kind of matchup is this for the Avalanche? Terry Fry, who's been covering the Avs all season, and oh, by the way, will be my partner starting on Monday. will join us next. Welcome back. Afternoon drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. SmileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. Time now for The Buzz.
0: The Buzz is presented by Rocky Mountain Forest Products, where they specialize in wholesale lumber to the public. Go to Rocky Mountain Forest Products in Wheat Ridge or go to rmfp.com.
1: Starting on Monday on Mile High Sports Radio, it's going to be Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry. Then we're going to, as of right now, it's going to be that. But then we're going to arm wrestle best two out of three to see if it's going to be Afternoon Drive with Fry and Goodman or Goodman (laughs) and Fry. I work out a lot. You're an old man. I feel good about my chances. How are you, Terry?
3: You might as well make the change now because I'll whip your ass.
1: Oh, Hello. OK. All right. Well, we'll see. Hey, how that
3: a little, works. hey seriously now, you get a little misty in there.
1: No, and Andrew's feeling great about this. I mean, I, I keep seeing him looking at the clock. I don't know why. Oh, come on.
3: <laughs> hey, Andrew, I've got only one word of advice for you about uh, when you are in Wisconsin in Madison. Yeah. Lombardinos. OK. Greatest Italian restaurant in America. All Have right. you been there? Yes, I have. No, no, I'm time. saying,
1: Andrew, have you been there? No, I haven't. You like a good plate of pasta? I can't <laughs> believe you haven't gone there yet. Not right now, I don't. Why? Oh, it's because you're watching what you eat? Yes.
2: So oh, that's... you
3: can, you could can, can watch you could control yourself and only eat half portions. <laughs> yeah. Right.
2: Anyway. Yeah, I think I I, I gotta wait until I uh, get a get a few pounds off of this. Uh, this, this truck, this truck that is me that I'm carrying around. So
3: And of course the broad house and the plaza. Remember?
2: Yeah. It's probably a good, it's probably a good thing. The way things are working here. Um, I'm only going to be in, in Madison for about uh, three, three and a half weeks this summer, because um, I think I got, I got some work to do before I'm ready to actually be there for weeks and months at a time.
3: <laughs> you can also look for that firehouse right by the stadium where, my father lived as a scholarship athlete at the University of Wisconsin, and his job was to close the door after the trucks went out.
1: Oh, okay, cool. Terry, let's talk about the Avs against the Blues. When do you think this thing's going to start?
3: I think probably Tuesday because I think they're, they're obviously waiting for the announcement to see how many games in the, the three games tonight will end up going to a seven-game series, and then they'll decide. I, I'm pretty sure it's going to be Tuesday, but that depends on what happens tonight. Uh, they would have announced sooner on a conditional basis if it was going to be Monday.
2: Okay, so kind of from what you've seen, what you've gathered, uh, how have they kind of used the, the downtime to their advantage?
3: Well, they took they took two days completely off to kind of rest up and be ready, and then they practiced the last two days. Today they practiced pretty hard, and Jared Bednar said after the practice that the goal was was to uh, to get back into that practice groove, and they're taking tomorrow off. And then on then on Sunday, they're going to start working on the opponent, which, of course, is the St. Louis Blues, both from the coaching standpoint and uh, that's tomorrow, working on the scouting part of it and the technical part of it. And then on Sunday, they'll practice and present things to players in meetings with the players and practice hard on Sunday. But they're taking tomorrow off, which is another reason I think the, the gossip or the, the best chance, the, the odds within the house assessment is that they will open the series on Tuesday. And so I think the Avalanche are going to get ready for it that way. There, you know, it's a very different situation than their series against Nashville, and they're going to try to adapt what they did against Nashville to to what could work against St. Louis. St. Louis is so balanced; they've got nine twenty goal scorers. They've got a couple of goaltenders where if you put the uh, you put in Ville Huso for Jordan Bennington, you really don't lose all that much, and they ride the one that's hot. Uh, the the sweep last year where the Avalanche swept the Blues was without David Perron who missed a series with COVID issues. And they've just got they've got one terrific player, Vladimir Tarasenko, but they're very, very balanced and very smart. And uh, so it's, it's going to be a little bit of different of a challenge than against the Nashville Predators, which basically sometimes played like they were brain dead.
1: Outside of the Denver Broncos, uh, when you look at the other professional sports teams in town, the last time we saw one of those teams have a layoff for a week or more, uh, they got blasted in the World Series and swept out of it by the Boston Red Sox. We are looking at over a week break for the Avalanche. Any concern with no, this layoff?
3: I don't think so. I think they're in a groove, and I also think that they will be ready to pick it up very, very, very quickly in this series. I don't think that's going to be an issue at all. That uh, kind of the physical wear and tear, and they're all healthy for the most part. They're still kind of those b- bumps and bruises that you incur. In any playoff series, but I think for the most part the, the time off did them good, and they'll be... You know, the, it's such a relentless test. It's the most relentless physical and mental test in, in professional playoffs, playoff sports, and so I think any any week off like that, uh, the idea of any rust accumulating more, is more than offset by the rest.
2: You mentioned the plethora of 20 goal scores that the Blues possess. So... There are some out there that follow the avalanche that think, all right, swept the Blues last year. This is who you want. Why is this Blues team different than the one that the Avs took out in four games in 2021?
3: Well, the Perron wasn't playing last year. They have Brandon Saad this year, the uh, expatriate from the the avalanche, and he's one of their 920 goal scorers, but he's also the ninth one, which shows you how much depth the Blues Blues play. the Blues pretty much distribute the talent around their lines. They don't really get locked into specific lines all that much, and so that's going to be another strength. I don't think the Avalanche. I think the potential with the Minnesota series is Minnesota played so awful against St. Louis. You want to play them because they're not playing very well, but they're not going to get to to play you because they're not playing very well. So I think in this case, you know, it's going to be a very dangerous. It's going to be a very dangerous series against the Blues, and you know, the one. It, it was so weird to see the the uh, Wild not play not play a Mark Andre Fleury last night because I was just scratching my head about that because I honestly believe that Mark Andre Fleury could have been the one the one factor in a series with between Minnesota and Colorado to swing the balance to to swing the balance to the Wild and then that, that that they're not only not playing the Wild they're not playing a proven proven playoff goaltender who can swing a series uh, and so I think in this sense. While the, while the Blue Jordan Bennington is starting to play like the difference-making goaltender, he has been in the past, but, I, but uh, Marc-Andre Fleury could have swung a series. He, had, he has a talent in the past and the, the uh, ability to have swung a series.
1: Is maybe the simplest way to talk about their depth that Ryan O'Reilly, the captain of that team, wasn't even top five in scoring this year on that team?
3: he's the seventh leading scorer on on the blues now you know the, right. the, the other the other way to look at that is their top goal scorer their top scorer top goal scorer vladimir tarasenko has quote only 34 so it's just a matter of balance and and, and being able to uh to uh, adapt their lines within the, the within the game strategy and then what's appropriate at the time so it's going to be an interesting kind of uh uh difference in strategy between the two teams and i'm really fascinated to see it
2: how's darcy kemper looking
3: i think he's fine if he didn't it was kind of funny today because we we're expecting to be with him as with uh as the media group in the post-practice session and uh he did not meet with us yesterday he did not meet with us today he was not one of the three players made available today though we all thought it was going to happen uh I don't think they have anything to hide, but I think the feeling was they didn't want those pictures taken. I think he's still got some, some, some swelling, nothing that's going to be debilitating or a problem. It's just one of those cosmetic things. But that showed me that he's probably got a cosmetic issue there still. But I, let's face it, Jared Bednar would not play him unless he really thought he was ready and fine. And In practice, he looked okay, looked fine.
1: We're talking with Terry Fry. This is going to be my new partner starting on Monday An Afternoon Drive. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry. Uh, taking away three obvious guys, <clears throat> McKinnon, McCarr, and Kemper, which one guy needs to have a big series to guarantee that the Avs are moving on?
3: Cable and Scott. Why? Because uh, he's playing on the second line, and it, it, it really represents, in my mind, a risk not have leveled him right back into the top line. So Gajar Bednar is showing faith in his a little bit two line balance to to be combative of the blues depth in this series. And so I think when he's playing on the second line, it's even more important than ever that Gabriel Landiscott contributes a, a big a big uh, jump, a big push.
2: Okay, we had a discussion in the last hour about uh about music. Okay.
3: Yeah, yeah, why do the Avs yeah. play
2: all the small things? why? What is the story behind that?
3: I don't know the whole story. You know what happens is if you get there early enough, you hear the adult music, you know, like Rick Springfield's "Jessie's Girl" <laughs> and things like that, and then and then they go into the warm up and you hear the, the the songs that the players have selected, and then you're sitting somebody next to you're sitting next to somebody in the press box who doesn't know who the who is, and so it's really kind of a cultural shock to an Avalanche games sometimes. And they play Baba O'Reilly coming out for the third period, the Who's famous song. So it's really just a potpourri of music. I kinda I'm kinda energized by the variety, but anything but anything as as I tweeted into Eric. Anything but John Denver's uh, Rocky Mountain I. Uh, John De- John Denver was a wonderful person, but he was from Texas. Yes, he was born in the summer of his twenty seventh year. But don't don't hang that song on us. Uh,
1: uh, Terry, you are a seven times sports writer of the year. Uh, you still consider yourself a very good journalist and you are, uh, the fact that you don't know the answer to this question concerns me about us starting on Monday.
3: I'm very sorry.
1: Well, don't be <laughs> sorry. Figure it out. I'll see you on Monday, my friend.
3: You I have a homework assignment over the weekend.
1: Absolutely. Stop writing oh. those damn books. All those goddamn, no- all those, excuse me, damn novels. And start concentrating on all the small things.
3: Well, during the Pittsburgh, during the Pittsburgh, during the National Series, Pete Weber, the uh, the Predators' famous, famous radio voice, said, mm-hmm. Have you written a book this week? I had to say no.
2: Terry, we'll <laughs> see you on Monday, my friend. Looking okay. forward to it.
3: All right. Thanks, Hey, Terry. Andrew. Yeah. Andrew, best of luck, and I'll be honored to sew your shoes.
2: Oh, yeah. I think you'll do great. I'll be listening. Okay. Thank you. See you, Terry. Terry Fry on Monday.
1: Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry. Coming up next, Mason and I have been partners for over two years. We're going to talk about a lot of things that have happened over the last couple of years. Especially when he first started the show, we jumped right into COVID. Hardly good sports talk radio. And other memories we've had over the last couple of years. That's next. Nice.
4: Is this movie that I think you like? This guy decides to quit his job
0: Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk. Here's Eric and Andrew.
2: Nick Wright is well known to be an idiot. I'm the Hammer of Thor, but I'm not the Encyclopedia of Hip Hop. <laughs> you haven't heard the last of my voice. Oh, well, if they want to win, uh, but Buffalo should have stopped them in overtime. I don't know everything
1: at Andrew Mason says hashtag Chiefs Kingdom does not make the
2: playoffs. Oh, yeah, yeah. Why, why Send. do you got to do, do that? Again. I hate empty backfields with the fire of a thousand suns. You say a lot of interesting things. Wow, you you are right. Breath, You're right. Idea. I was wrong. You're right. I feed off backs the way some people feed off cheeseburgers. Oh, this industry strange. sucks sometimes. <laughs> Welcome back. Afternoon drive. David <laughs> Mason.
1: Well done, Danny, putting together that montage. Oh,
2: thank you, Danny. Those, the greatest hits,
1: huh? There you go. I got it. You're right in there. I mean, that's all I was really waiting for. Welcome back, afternoon drive. Goodman Mason, watch us, mile high sports.com You can reach us, Rocky Mountain Forest Products, Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, not retail, but wholesale for your next project this summer, whether it's a deck or a fence or anything like that, go to
2: rmfp.com. You know, when I heard that cheeseburger line in there, I thought. You know, I don't believe that was, I think that was just something different, but uh, I was not taking a shot at Vic Fangio and his Elway's order of a cheeseburger. Well, you're not going to have on to worry job about, interview.
1: you're not going to have to worry about insulting Vic anymore. He's not in the market because he just sold
2: his two point plus whatever million dollar home. He made, I believe, a million dollars in three years. Good for him. On the home that he bought. Everybody's not, not, ma- not too far from here, actually. Listen, if
1: anybody sold their home, they're going to make a lot of money, but a million is a lot of dollars. Yeah. With that, What's trending?
0: What's trending is presented by low T 99 testosterone treatment made easy and affordable for just $129 per month. They'll send you testosterone supplies and the price includes lab work. Go to lowt 99.com.
1: So in case you haven't heard, this is our final show together. Uh, Monday is going to be a new adventure for you personally and professionally, mm-hmm. uh, let's talk about our time together for a little over two years. And I think a lot of our listeners know that you do the show full time Monday through Friday. Mm-hmm. But you also work or worked, I should say, now at DNVR. How much of a
2: challenge was it doing both? Tremendous challenge at times. Um, and a tremendous challenge to keep to keep things fresh, because uh, inevitably, even though this is a general sports talk show, we talked a lot about the Broncos and sometimes now sometimes one discussion from one format would end up kind of inspiring another from the podcast to hear, and, uh, and vice versa. But sometimes it's kind of hard to, uh, to keep it fresh without repeating yourself. Now, fortunately the tone of the DNVR Broncos podcast and this show were so different. They usually, uh, it was, it was pretty easy to do that. But the other thing is also, I mean, I'm, I'm basically an introvert. Um, three plus, you know, sometimes four hours a day at the mic is it can be exhausting right for someone who generally doesn't say very much it was very much me it was very much stepping out of my comfort zone it was probably a healthy thing to do but um maybe it may, maybe i put too much on my plate trying to do both at the same time But you retrospect. made it i made it yeah i made it and uh and I'd still be doing everything if um, if family circumstances had not dictated. Now, I mean, kind of, I'll just illuminate what's going on here. Um, my wife is based out of Madison, Wisconsin. Now, got a great job. Um, a lot, you know. Let's face it, a lot more money in a market less expensive than Denver goes on, goes a long way. Although Madison's starting to gentrify a little bit too. Um, so I just can't do 12 months a year in Denver the way I have been, I will still be in the Denver market, but it will be during football season and during select times of the off season. And then the rest of the off season, I'll be in Madison. So my family and so I've where I'm going, the new job I've they've been very understanding and allowing me to do that. And so I'm, I'm not, I'm not leaving the Broncos beat as it were. I will say this good things happen to good people. And knowing your
1: family situation, which you just explained, mm-hmm. and knowing what is coming next for you professionally, mm-hmm. which will be announced officially on Monday, right? Um, you got the best of all worlds, my friend. And I could not be any happier for you. Good things happen to really good people. And you know what? You are one of the few that can honestly say, you got it all. Knock mm-hmm. on wood. Look, look up to the sky and say thank you. I'm not saying that's what you should do. But things have really worked out. And when we originally talked about you were leaving and then I found out what you're going to be doing next, I'm like, man, things could not have gone any better. And I'm so thrilled for what is in store for you. You and I are still going to see each other a lot. Yes, we will. But fortunately for you, you're going to see your family a lot more as well. Mm -hmm. We started our show, if I'm not mistaken, on March 1st or is it February 1st? March 1st. And then seven days later, the entire world changed. And I remember you saying to me when we started the show, one thing that I'm most looking forward to doing is what you and Les used to do all the time. And that is you and I going in the Broncos locker room Mm -hmm. and doing interviews together. And we never had a chance to do that one time. I know because of COVID now in the last couple of weeks, we've been able to do that with the mini camps and stuff like that,
2: but not and, in the locker room. Nope. And yeah, I mean, that's something that, that we're, that we're not going to be able to do that. That does make me, uh, does make me sad. Um, because that was something I was really looking forward to. Um, t- timing is never perfect. um, but this is i actually think about it and i realize like I, I i'm putting kind of my family and personal life ahead of something that i really want to do professionally which was which was uh work, work the locker rooms and clubhouses with you and and get some of those interviews but um you can't quite uh can't quite have everything i mean the funny thing is you and i are both going to be working the locker rooms we're just going to be kind of you know probably talking to different people but we We won't be on the mic together right but we're probably but we're gonna we're both gonna when when most of the crowd is at is out at a press conference outside at the on the box as it were the broncos outside podium uh you and i are going to be two of the few that are inside talking to the other guys right um and for what i'm doing where i'm going and for what you're going to continue to do here with terry um it's going to be I i think I think readers and uh, listeners are going to know are going to notice the difference that that sort of in, that that sort of originality is going to bring. Give me to what you to to what you do and what I do, and and frankly, you know, that's that part's that part's going to be important to me going forward. Even though I'm not going to do it with you,
1: I agree because yeah. I was excited for that as well. Yeah,
2: give me one
1: story that you remember over the last two years where <laughs> I don't want to say we had the most fun talking about, but. Something that just had some serious legs.
2: I mean, the story that had the most legs is Broncos quarterback, right?
1: Right. I'm thinking more Aaron
2: Rodgers. But the Aaron Rodgers thing. And obviously, you and I have, to, we, we reflected on this on the first night of the draft this year. And how that show that we did the first night of the draft last year, when, 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 things were breaking you know and, we, and the speculation was was popping um you and i know how close it actually came to happening and it's closer than a, than probably some of the people involved will ever admit yeah but we know how cl- it 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 really did nearly happen right and even through and, and it continued because even through The months that followed, up really up until the Combine this year, Aaron Rodgers was plan A. They were working now, to George Payton's credit, he was working the other possibility, which is why when they got wind that Rodgers is coming back, he quickly pivoted and was able to talk with John Schneider, the Seahawks GM, in those surreptitious meetings in Indianapolis and get the job done. But... The air, the back and forth of air of, of things with Aaron Rogers and how, even though there was things didn't change, but it seemed like they did that. It was actually, I think we got sick of it after a while, yep. but for a good while, I think we had a lot of fun with it and it led to, and because of things like his thoughts on vaccines and, and other stuff, I think it led to a lot of illuminating discussions.
1: The one thing that I learned about working with you during COVID was just how creative we could be as a team. Yeah, putting together
2: a show, and it was not easy. There were no games, and we had basically we had basically four months until the Nuggets went into the bubble, right, and the Avs went into the bubble, where we had to just basically put something together out of thin air. And I will tell you something, Mace
1: people asked me while that was going on first two three months mm-hmm. what are you guys talking about and i remember saying to everybody without even skipping a beat these are some of the best shows i've ever done mm-hmm. because it forced us to be creative yeah it forced us to think out of the box and as you and i both say think beyond the horizon line mm-hmm. on what is going to happen and thinking ahead and honestly i've enjoyed every show with you i have too but, but i am most proud of what we were able to do together specifically during COVID. Danny, what do we have coming up on Argonaut Wine and Liquor, just in case you missed it?
4: Earlier this week, NFL.com's Mark Ross ranked his 10 rookies in the best position to succeed in 2022 and beyond. We'll take a look at that list, see if there are any big surprises to either of you guys, and uh, talk about if there is a Bronco on that list and if he deserves to be there. That's coming up next right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason on Mile High
0: Sports. are
1: wall like
2: was
0: Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason. Presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. about it when I see you again We've come a long way from where we began
2: Oh, I'll tell you all about it when I see you again. Oh, Danny with again. one final perfect musical choice. I do what I can. <laughs> Welcome back to the final
1: segment oh. of Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason on Mile High Sports Radio. If you want to reach us, you can do it for the final time on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, at Mace Denver, at Eric Goodman. Time now for the final word.
0: The final word. Are you ready? Presented by Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar in Lakewood. Greenfield's has everything under one roof, including the best happy hour in town. Two for one wine. Well and drafts from 3 until 7 p.m. Just in case you missed it, is presented by Argonaut Wine & Wicker. You need to see why Westward named it the best wicker store in Denver. Five years running or order online at ArgonautWicker.com.
4: Just in case you missed it, NFL.com's Mark Ross ranks his 10 rookies in the best situations to succeed in 2022 season and beyond. At number 10, Jeremy Ruckert, Ohio State tight end with the Jets. At number 9... The Broncos first uh, first pick of the draft, not first round pick, but Nick Benito, Oklahoma outside linebacker. He is at number nine. At number eight, David Ojabo, the Michigan outside linebacker with the Ravens now. Number seven, Sky Moore, a new weapon for Patrick Mahomes on the Chiefs. Number six, Aiden Hutchinson, Michigan D-end, playing with the Lions now. Number five, Tyler Linderbaum. Iowa center, now with the Ravens. Number four, Chris Olave, Ohio State wide receiver with the Saints. He just got a new teammate, the veteran Jarvis Landry. Number three, Kair Elam, Florida cornerback with the Bills. He'll be a teammate of Vaughn Miller's out there in Buffalo. Number two, Cam Jurgens, Nebraska center with the Eagles under the tutelage of Jason Kelsey. And the number one rookie in the best situation to succeed, according to Mark Ross, is Kenny Pickett, pit quarterback, now with the Steelers. Uh, do you think that Kenny Pickett is in the best situation to succeed out of the rookies in this draft? And is there anyone you're surprised is not on this top 10 list? First of all, touch on Nick
2: Benito real quick. The fact that Bradley Chubb and Randy Gregory have a history of missing time for various reasons means there's an opportunity for him to get playing time right away. Correct. And there, there's a path for him to flourish. You sit back and look at Kenny Pickett He's going to a team that knows him so well because literally the Steelers and Pitt Panthers share a building. He's going to an organizational coach that you can argue is second to none in the National Football League. And Mitchell Trubisky is good enough to where the Steelers will probably be able to be patient with Kenny Pickett. And it's a good, solid roster, and they're, they're, there's, there's plenty of talent on that roster. I don't think Pickett could have landed in a better situation for him in terms of coaching development organizational environment the, the Steelers know what they're getting I actually agree with that I think Pickett's in a phenomenal spot for him to develop
1: I'll give you a guy who isn't a great spot to develop because he's gonna play right away but here's the problem the cornerback the new cornerback for the Buffalo Bills mm-hmm. will have to face Matthew Stafford and Ryan Tannehill yeah. and Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes, and Aaron Rodgers, and Kirk Cousins, and more than likely, Deshaun Watson. And i will also have to face Joe Burrow. He is going to have his hands full. Yeah. No doubt about it. That was Argonaut Wine and Liquor, just in case you missed it. Whether you live in the city, you know exactly about Argonaut. They are off of Colfax. If you don't live in the city, but you work there, stop by, pick something up, head back home. Argonaut, the best in the business. Westward called them the best liquor store in Denver, five years running.
2: Yeah. Um. Before I go, I want to thank everybody who made this show possible. Obviously, Eric uh, working with me here, D- D- Danny and uh, I run Lo- the show. Yeah. <laughs> and Logan before him uh, running things, Alexander, everybody else that has helped uh, behind the glass over the last, uh, over the, over the last couple of years. For, um, and of course, all the way up to uh, Nate Lundy, Doug Ottawa here at, uh, Mile High Sports. There's some great things happening uh, with this company. Um, it's gonna be, it's gonna be really cool to see what comes next. And uh, thanks to all of you for uh, out there for watching and listening and uh, indulging, indulging me these last uh, uh, two plus years here as I uh, tried to my I tried my damnedest to fill some impossible to fill shoes in uh, that those of the late Les Shapiro and uh, and I you know I'm just glad to have in some way picked up the torch from somebody who's without parallel here in the Denver market
1: when Les told me he was leaving the show he said who are you gonna call I said the first call I'm gonna make is Andrew Mason mm-hmm. that would be the first call that I make and I remember calling you and I believe you picked up the phone and I'll never forget I was in the King Supers yeah. off of University and Dry Creek Road and I was standing there talking to you and you're telling me about your personal life mm-hmm. and what you have gone through um, you know being on the spectrum And then I shared some stuff with you. I said, well, I uh, I have some stuff going on with me, too. And I said, I really respect the fact that you put that stuff out there. I said, I think we're going to make a great partnership. And I hope that we do. And I will tell you, Mace, you have exceeded my wildest of expectations. You work hard. You are smart. You correct me. You (laughs) know why? Because you're right. Right. Because you're right also, cause I can't
2: help myself. You sometimes. have always <laughs> allowed
1: me to have fun poking fun at you Yeah, you've been a good sport an amazing partner. I loved working with less, but you are right there You are right there. Thank you. You are a pros pro and I cannot thank you enough for the last two years And I'm very excited for your announcement on Monday. I'm so excited for you to be with your family more with that on Monday, it's going to be afternoon drive with Goodman and Fry.
0: Afternoon drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wild Card Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry.